This is Comic Picks by the Glick. Hey, and I'm your host, Jason Glick. Good evening, Jason Glick. How are you this evening? Oh, I'm, I'm doing just fine. Comic-Con is coming gone. I've got, you know, a lot of, it's like a lot of stuff in the thing, and I'm sure as all of you have read, it's like I had a great, great time there. Lots of, restocked a lot of great... Restocked your queue, did you? Oh, God, it's like, restock my queue and then some, because I've still got all the, all the shit that I pre-ordered from Amazon still coming in. Like, I just got, um, latest volumes of, um, of Jonathan Hickman's FF and, um, first volume of Mark Wade's Daredevil and Softcover today. And there's, I said all the stuff I got last week, and also you know just like my backlog. So now it's like, yeah, it's like just lots of like um, reviews from here, here on out. In addition to all the stuff I've been posting, it's like over the last week or so. A quick uh, a quick note: I ordered uh, WYSIWYG, and it came in the mail from Amazon. A uh, very nice hardcover bound uh, volume, and I started looking into it, and uh, you know I I skipped around just a little bit just to kind of see like what was it was and. Uh, you know, it's a really. Uh, I think hackers would actually really like this book, uh, this graphic novel. Ah, uh, excellent. So, like, yeah, you have to let me know what you think of it. Like, once you've read read through more of it. Absolutely. And I went and saw The Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> Who else yes. didn't? So I know you're going to eventually talk about it sometime. Yes, though. Like, um, though. Um, Though sadly, it's like I have to admit that you know any like discussion of the Dark Knight has to be prefaced by acknowledgement of what happened in in Aurora on it's like on Friday, and it's it's yeah. it's a goddamn tra- it's a goddamn but, tragedy. That's there's no other way to put it. Yeah, it is, and you know I'm not gonna let that. Uh, yeah, absolutely, I'm not gonna diminish the uh, you know the the tragedy that happened. Um, however, um, we can't let the terrorists win. Damn it! I had I okay. So uh, exactly. So I mean, as, as I'm waiting for, as I'm waiting for, like, I'm watching the trial to see how this, how they treat this guy. I'm waiting for them to squeeze, squeeze him for it, any kind of information. It's like why the fuck he did this in the first place. Yeah. By the way, but still, it's like, yeah. But, but still, like you know, while watching this film, it's like you know, going into it, going into this, in, in watching it on Saturday, seeing about all the stuff that had gone on before, before it. It's like I went, went in there, and for two hours and forty five minutes. It was like nothing else. Nothing else mattered. It's like I, I went in there and it's like I was just completely fixated on this film. You sure it was two hours and forty five minutes? Didn't feel like it. It it was much like uh, much like all much like the Lord of the Rings movies. This is probably some of the even like this is probably some of the swiftest um, epic filmmaking you will see. It's like in the in, in a theater. Mm-hmm. So it's like I mean it's like as I was as I'm watching this it's like. It's like I, I did not even I did not look at my look at my watch I did not and I consider going to the bathroom, like I just was just like you know, absorbed in what was going on screen. So basically, yes, I thought this film was fantastic. I thought it was excellent as well, um, and uh, you know I, I'd have to say that uh, it's uh, it's very entertaining. Uh, Tom Hardy does play a good villain, um, and uh, and. All the other cast members um, and all the different little, you know, twists and reveals that uh, Nolan likes to throw into his little films are there. Yes, this is a, this is a, a great one. Great, great, great little twists and, and throw-ins. And I'm not going to say anything about that. Well, this is the thing. I was I was amazed at just like how well Nolan pulled off um like mis like his acts of misdirection in this film. Yes. just because you know I I can't talk about it, but let's just say there's a lot of fan speculation about. Which character was going to play which role? 
It's like, so like, you know, for the new additions from, you know, I mean, obviously Anne Hathaway was cast as Catwoman, Tom Hardy was his Bane, but, you know, people were wondering, you know, what, what exactly is um, Marion Cotillard um, going, going to play? I mean, she's, and what about Joseph Gordon-Levitt? I mean, what is he, what's, what exactly, what role is he going to fulfill, right, yeah. right here? But still, well, um, Nolan pulls off, like, a lot of, like, some really, really good misdirection in this thing. Cause, like, I mean, even if you're, even if you've got an inkling of how some of this is going to, how these people are going to, what the roles like some of these people are going to play are going to play out. It's like, it's it's, it's until the very end that that the, the that the veil is pulled back and like, oh, like just at the, just the point when you when you've given up and say, okay, you know, I can accept this this is person as a character in their own right. You go, oh, I should have seen this coming all along, which is brilliant. Yes, yes, so, yes. Um, our, I mean, our friend Sebastian yes, also believed it is a a brilliant. And a perfect end, in his own words, to the Batman trilogy, uh, the Nolan verse, if you will, um, the Batman trilogy. Yeah. Um, I I really enjoyed the film. Um, uh, in in my opinion, it's 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 a great film, but not as I mean, it's not it's it you know to me, The Dark Knight is a tough act to follow. I still think yes. that that one is the best of his trilogy. Um, I saw this one as uh, you know. As as wrapping up the threads that he saw in the first movie, you know. Um, yeah, but, it was. Is there a return to like the stuff he was developing in? It's like in Batman Begins. I mean, there's a lot of callbacks to a lot of characters there. The League of Shadows. Liam Neeson makes a from from Beyond the Grave appear, appearance, which is really which is really well handled and unexpected. I didn't expect that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, and the other, I, I heard, I heard rumors that Liam Neeson was going was going to be in there. Yeah. I mean, I didn't think they were going to actually bring him back, mm-hmm. but um, the way they the way the way they used him here was, I think, really well. It's like was really well handled because it's like it's he's <sighs> don't want to actually like say like what his role in this film was. But let's just say it's like let's just say from a from a psychological perspective, his um his his role in this film makes perfect sense. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I totally agree, and um, uh, I, I think that uh, people should watch this film. And um, um, I thought Bane was a, a very different character. Uh, they, he made him into a very different character than he was um, in any of the other media that I've seen him in. Wait, so, what, so, what, so what have you seen him in, then? Uh, I've seen him in the animated series. <laughs> okay. Is- yeah, I, okay, I remember that one episode where uh, he did... He did show up, and I remember. Mm-hmm. I, I remember that. that but the thing is, like, he was like in the animated series. He was um, essentially kind of like relegated to like, being like a villain of the week. Um, I thought that he was actually hired by Rupert Thorne to assassinate Batman and kill him. Yeah. So so but, so when uh, he, he even he even was attempting to break his back. In the cartoon, yes, and and which is a, which is a throwback to the uh, um, the, co- the the actual graphic novel, the the comic book that that uh, <laughs> where he did break his back. Yeah, because I, I remember in the cartoon that they actually like because Bane's um, definitive image. Like, I mean, just Google uh, like Google like Bane like um, break you, and it's like, and you'll probably see. And you'll probably see like images of his definitive, his definitive moment where he just like takes Batman just, like, and breaks his back right there. But um, but you know, in the in the animated series, I remember like Bane's about to do that, 
and just as he's about to do that, Batman uh, like yanks the cords that are supplying him the, like the venom drug. Yeah, and um, I think he, I think he throw he, he he somehow jams like a battering or something into his his venom, uh, you know whatever you call it, the thing he wears on his wrist mm-hmm. to regulate the flow, the regulator. That's what it is. Yeah, and, and which causes it to to inject more into him, causing him to lose control of his own self, and that's how I recently rewatched the episode, so it's pretty fresh. Yeah, um, yeah. So I mean. Yeah, it's, like, it's yeah, it's like, but that's I mean, that's saying, but you know, so you don't get that kind of the, the epic sense of the character. I mean, like in the comics, like he was. I mean, I haven't read these stories. I didn't actually get the um, the the uh, collected edition, the new collected editions they've got um for um night for nightfall, mm-hmm. like um at that DC has reissued at Comic Con because holy crap, like those are some thick fucking volumes. And while I'm not averse to reading like you know like hunt like six hundred pages of Batman at a time. The um, rep for um, Bane's, um, like, Bane's got a great rep for, like, you know, his plan for, like, you know, breaking Batman in the first place. I mean, it's like, it's a plan of genius and its simplicity, and it's that, you know, when he releases all the, uh, all the inmates from Arkham Asylum, then lets Batman, like, take his time, and, like, you know, bringing them all back in, and then when Batman's finally done that, and he's at the end of this rope, then Bane reveals himself, and starts, um, and starts beat, beating his ass down, and then that's when he breaks his back. But... You know, it's like in the animated series. I mean, that one episode. You know, it's like it's just it's just still kind of felt like you know he was like you know villain of the week. Yeah. But you know that's that that's just me. I remember it from like watching this originally like you know, over like ten fifteen years ago. I think God, I feel old. Ten fifteen. Yeah, that's about right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel exactly. Old. Well, I mean, hey, here we are at the uh, you know it's uh, no longer two thousand five. It's two thousand twelve, and uh, you know. The trilogy is finished, so that's so there yes. you go. Um, uh, yeah, overall, go see it, uh, people. Oh, by the way, I did. I had a whole list of. Uh, I found uh, not on purpose. My brain just does this. It goes plot hole, plot hole, plot hole. But somehow um, uh, they didn't really bother me that much. And um, I think that uh, if you watch the review done by the uh, two guys, who are they called? Uh, the uh, Happen the bad guys. Um, they also do the uh, the the plinket reviews. Anyway, oh. um, they talk about it and they say, "Well, you know what? They didn't mind it either." Um, but it, you know, it, he's kind of an an emotional director if you think about it in some ways. And this is their claim, where you know, where he where it doesn't really matter as much. You know, it's a little pothole. There's potholes all over the place in the, in, in Inception as well. But hey, you know what? Do you care? Nah, story's important. Character, what happens to the characters is important. Yes, is it really matter that you know it was daytime when um, Bane staged his um break at, oh, his um break they, into they, the, to Wall they, Street, and then um, it became suddenly turned into night they, while Batman was chasing him. They picked up on that, and I'll quote from their podcast: "If I were their editor, I'd be pulling my hair out if I saw that scene." <laughs> I'm, I'm going like, "What do you do with that? Oh, you got to shove it in there. It's too late." You know? <laughs> uh, yeah, but I mean, you just put that on the shelf with you know how. How Batman, how in um, the Dark Knight, when Batman um, chased Rachel, Rachel Dawes out the window after the Joker dropped her, yeah. and leaving all those people in Gotham like alone with the Joker to do whatever the hell he wanted. Mm-hmm. It's like, so I mean, yes, it's, it's like it's that kind of plot hole. Yeah. So I assume that you're going to talk to us about something Batman related, right? No, you got something else on the plate. What? 
oh fuck no. It's like it's Batman. So I of course so of course I can only talk about anything else. So I do wanna do I do want to yes, I do prefer I should still prefer the Dark Knight to um to this man as great as an ending it was. You know, it's like I don't think that anything is really going to ever match up. You no know, as much as I like Bane, it's like he's he's still basically like, you know, like the um, ultimate realization like it's like the villain who is like stronger, stronger, better, faster right. than the than the hero. It's like he's a kind of guy, like he's an unstoppable force in nature that you know Batman fights him straight on. It's like yo, he's going to lose. Right. You know, as you know, you'll see if you if you haven't seen the movie, then you'll understand what you if you've seen the movie, then you'll understand what I'm talking about. And I guess like my one minor complaint has is like when when the rematch happens, you know, Batman doesn't exactly fight him in a different manner because you know as because you know as much as like you know like well, Bane is his own character. Um, Nolan's films have kind of like, you know borrowed a lot from Frank Miller's interpretation of, of the character from Year One and The Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. So, like the whole like um, Bane rematch in this film, kind of like I was kind of thinking like the whole like you know um, Batman rematch between like the leader of the mutants gang in uh, it's like in The Dark Knight Returns, and how at first you know Batman fights this guy head on, you know, just using like I'm gonna fight this. I'm gonna just go beat his ass down, but no, he can't do that because he's a because that guy's a much better fighter than he is. But then, like when the rematch happens, Batman like um, starts taking him down in an entirely different different manner, like showcasing his you know tactical superiority to the, to, to the leader. I was kind of wondering for something like that. We didn't quite get that, yeah. but still, it's minor minor complaint. Mm-hmm. And um, it's but still, it's like you know when it comes to Batman villains, you know it's like yeah, as much as I like. Like um, Tom Hardy as Bane in this film, nothing is ever going to match up to um, you know Batman versus the Joker, yeah. and you know like and Heath Heath Ledger's um, live wire interpretation of the character. You know, I just, so he, yeah, I just yeah. recently rewatched that film uh, just on Sunday, and uh, wow, uh, yeah, that's that's the reason why I make the statement I do. I just I was just watching it, going like you know, yeah, it's definitely a better movie. Um, there's just no way around it. Yeah, exactly. It's like I mean, it's yeah. Cause I mean, it's like it's it's just like it has a it has a lot lot more energy, a lot more like surprise surprise and tragedy. I mean, like not. I don't want to keep I don't want to keep belittling like dark, um rises. No, no, no. no rises, it's a great yeah, film. But still, like I me, mean, like yeah, it's like it's it's like um um dark dark the dark knight is like it's usually the best best of the series. It's like and like you know it's like it's. I guess it's basically it's the Empire Strikes Back of Batman movies. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. I agree totally. <laughs> Two is the number. Yes. Um. <laughs> now, yes. Now that yes, now that I've got, gotten through gotten through all that, let's talk about like the one Batman graphic novel that it's like that I'm that I picked to talk up to, that I that I, that I want to talk about here because you know it's like it, like one thing that that well um certain Batman graphic novels have experienced like a uh, you know a sales spike whenever like you know Batman movie comes out sure. particularly um you know Frank Miller's works as well as um Alan Moore's um like uh, um the Killing Joke um yeah. I have I can't help but seeing feeling that DC decided to keep holding back Batman Earth One um until um the Dark Knight Rises came out now Earth now Earth One is basically DC's like kind of like it's like they're ultimate um line like they're they're it's like you know like how marvel's out their ultimate spider-man ultimate x-men you know characters created from the ground up from this like for this continuity like for this generation and that's what they're doing right and that's what dc's doing right here only they're doing it as graphic novels um i've already talked about you know um the first in this series um superman earth one by um j michael straczynski which you know i don't think is quite 
as bad as the other reviews pointed out. But um, but still, I think it's it can only get better now that they've got um, Superman's origin um, story out of the way. Now, Earth Batman Earth One comes comes to us courtesy of Jeff Johns, um, writer extraordinary of of Green, Lan- of Green Lantern as well as DC's just. Justice League and many, many other titles for the company, and also artist Gary Frank, his collaborator on on various other Superman titles, it's like, it's like as well as um, Superman um, Secret um, Secret Origin. Now, the idea behind Batman Earth One, you know, it's you know Bat- Batman right from the ground up, and it's and like and, and th- you know if you've seen if you've just only seen the movies, like you can probably just, you can go and pick this. If you want to look for a Batman story that requires no continuity, no prior knowledge of the character, you can go ahead and pick this one up. Just be sure to give it a chance past the first few pages because that's kind of like the most um, like detrimental to the portrayal of the character. Because here's the thing, you know, because well, I love, you know, Batman as like this invincible, it's like, you know, this invincible, like, um, like I'm um, crime fighter, the kind of guy he's going to like, like he's going to have you beat, like beat before you even attack. He's he's got the plan. He's been planning your defeat ever since you, ever since before you showed up. It's like how we and uh, he's a master, master fighter, so we can just handle anything that's thrown at him. So the only way to actually provide a uh, like a credible threat to him is to just, you know tell a story early on in his career when he's not this invisible crime fighter, or hit him with ideas, or start to fight him with ideas rather than you know um, threats, which is what Grant Morrison has done in his run. You know with fatherhood. Death, um, like taking Batman, his concept in the entire world. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Yeah, it's like, well, according to Morrison, it's like you know he like words are pretty much all that can hurt Batman. It's like in this case, or if you're, <laughs> that's yeah. funny. No, I just think that's hilarious. Go. <laughs> yes. Okay, but also, or if you're like, or if you're as good as Scott Snyder, then you can actually like you know pull off you know like a. Like a traditional, like you know, Batman fight pieces an invincible foe, um, almost hands, gets his ass handed to him, but manages to pull it to um, triumph at the very last second, as seen in the um, the New Fifty Two, um, first one of his New Fifty Two run on the Court of Owls. But so with um, Batman Earth One, we're getting like the the whole like the um, Batman is an experienced crime fighter, and when I say that those first few pages are kind of like the most detrimental to, this, to the volume, I mean there's a fine line between showing Batman, you know, is it as you know, inexperienced, and then also showing he has incompetent. Like these first few pages show Batman, like you know, like trying to fire his grappling hook, showing the mechanism fail, then like chasing after this one crook, and I'm um, like missing the, uh, the, and missing the grasp, missing the, uh, the the ledge that he's supposed to latch onto. So and then like fa- falling down, I almost break breaking some bo- breaking some bones, um, like having to sit out a. Uh, liquor store robbery because of it and just like witnessing his weakness at bearing witness to his own weakness as as a result so you know it's like that it's like i think that there that um jeff johns kind of overshot the mark right there but but as as volume goes on he he does um he does show the character this version of bruce wayne you know does eventually does have the chops to um you know you know, to, to to be Gotham's protector. I mean, one of the one of the key things about this volume is that you know, even though he does when it's triumph in the end, finding out the finding out the truth behind his parents, his parents' murder, which is a nice double reversal, uh, as far as like you know, like is it a random occurrence or is it actually planned by the mayor of by the mayor of Gotham, Oswald Cobblepot? So, but it's like, but then like it, it, it 
eventually culminates with like him and Alfred deciding, like, okay, well, you can keep doing this, but we know we are going to have to build a better Batman. So I'm looking for. So it ends in a way that I'm kind of looking forward to seeing, and just like how like John's trying to build like. Just build Batman to the Invincible Crusader that we've all seen, but this volume, this volume is all is all back backstory and setup. But for the most part, it's it's decently entertaining, entertaining backstory, backstory and setup. I mean, he like Johns has like you know full control over the, over the character and his and his history, and does some at least does some nice nice things with the with the setup. I mean, we're like Alfred is um like the, Alfred is introduces he's playing up the whole Royal Marines character aspect of the character. He's probably closer to like, you know, this Alfred is probably closer to more, um, not Michael Caine's interpretation of the character in the movies. Well, not so much in that sense, but also just like, you know, if, imagine if Sean Connery was, um, was Alf a, as Alfred and you've, you kind of got an idea of what he's, what he's aiming for right here. And then you also got, um, his, like his parents are introduced like, as, as running for mayor as um his dad's running for mayor of of, of Gotham, and his mother is 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 not is also revealed to have the last name of, of Arkham, so she so she's an ad, she's revealed to be an advocate for the mental ill, but she's it's also a nice little um like tie into the history of Gotham as well, and also the use of um Oswald Cobblepot the Penguin like as the mayor of Gotham, like um, also being at sake you know with teeth it's a major crime source in this first first volume, um he makes it's an it's a nice twist. But also, like his ult- like the ultimate fate of um, of Cobblepot in this first volume does make me more interested in like seeing what, what Johns does because I mean, it's it the way because what happens to him gives me the impression this is that this isn't going to be you know a ser- like an incarnation of the character is going to be continued for for the sake of um of continuation like like Johns may actually have a uh, like a finite story to tell with this with this version of Batman um so I'm. So I, I'm kind of int- so I'm interested in seeing where he goes with this. Like I mean, like this is, the fact that this, is, this whole line is called Earth One makes you re- makes you think that you know it is this going to be like you know self-contained version like um, iterations of the character that you know once the um the the um, author in charge, be it um Straczynski or Johns is done with them, then they'll give it to someone else and then we'll have you know Earth Two. So it's a it's a nice you know infinitely expandable idea. It's like. Assuming that DC is working off my theory, which is a really asshole, arrogant version way to think right here, but so, but um, as it is, you know, it's like I don't think that um, you know, you know, it's like Batman and Earth One doesn't quite come off as a as an essential read. I mean, a lot of this stuff is, us first of all, just kind of here with with world building, like showing us the various the, like like the new incarnations of these characters, and some of them, like some of some of them work really well, like. Like I said, with with um Cobblepot and also with um Harvey Bullock. Cause, like anyone familiar with Harvey Bullock, like in the animated series or the comics, is gonna like look at this version and say, "What the hell?" Even though it's like you can, I get the feeling that um Johns is taking steps to bring him more in line with the version that we know. It's like in the uh, it's like at the end of the volume. Same with Jim Gordon, who comes off as relatively defeated. It's like in this like throughout most of the volume, but then we feel like, you know, hey, we're now we're getting back to the Jim Gordon we know and love. But so like it's. So yeah, a lot of the stuff it's kind of like, okay, it's it's heading on one hand it's heading towards like familiar, um, like 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 familiar destinations for a lot of these characters, and I don't, that, it's like, and you know, it's like I kind of find myself you know kind of agreeable to su- it's like to the stuff because you know it's like you you start changing things too much and you and you don't have a Batman story anymore, so 
like so so there you go. And plus like the next volume, well, I guess I I have to applaud um John's restraint in like, you know, not going straight for the Joker. Um like in this in the second volume. But I do think that the uh like the, the villain they've picked for the next volume will be an interesting will be an interesting choice. Since um by all logic it should mean that it's going to be focusing on Batman on the of Batman as a detective type character and someone who can who can face who can face it on logic or riddles. So it's like Earth. So Earth One, you know, it's like I, hey, if you want, if you if you've seen the movies, if you've seen Nolan's movies, and you're looking for like a nice, you know, continuity-free approach to Batman, then hey, you know, I think, I think this this might actually fit the bill. Keep in mind though that you know Nolan's um, films are heavily influenced by Frank Miller's um, The Dark Knight Returns and Year One. So if you're so so if you're looking for a series for series that tie in directly to the movie, those are your best bets. If you're looking for like you know what do I read where do I go for Batman after this, then you know Earth One, Earth One is also worthy for the choice. I also thoroughly enjoy Morrison's current run, but that is so steeped in Batman continuity that you know people like looking to dive directly from the movies into this are kind of got, are kind of find themselves completely lost. So don't don't get yourself completely lost. <laughs> well, it's like it's like it's, it's, unless, it's, it's, you wanna, it's, unless you want to get lost, right? <laughs> yes, unless you want to like witness like one one crazed genius Scotsman, um, like telling his def- his definitive story with the character, then um, by all means go 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 get Grant Morrison's Grant Morrison's run. It's like I, God knows, like I'm still like I'm waiting for like the first volume of um of Batman Incorporated, the the second the next volume of Batman Incorporated to hit hit trade once they get enough issues. Cool, cool, cool. I guess with that, that will um, that will be the end of our podcast for the night. Yes, it is. Yes, indeed. And well, um, well, I guess that you have so much uh, there that uh, we're pretty much virtually assured you're going to have some great material for us next time, right? Oh, that's absolutely sure. It's like I mean, like right now, I can say that you know, that an at- Atomic Robo podcast like is almost set in stone for um for two weeks. But but you know, unless something else like you know pops into my head that I have to do it. So look forward to that in two weeks then. All right, and we'll catch you later. All right.